Limited potential. <laughs> so, who's back in the studio right now? If you want to call it a studio for yeah. the basement. Uh, we are together yeah. in person. Listen to that audio. It just sounds so good. It does sound so much better. Like, I don't know if you listened to through the full episode from last week, but that end, something happened to your mic. I don't know what it was. Yeah. There is a, a, it disconnected. Disconnected and reconnected. Yeah, a few times awkwardly where like my computer would legit stop registering the mixer and the mic Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it just went silent. Okay, okay. So it might have went just through like your regular non-amplified. I don't even know what it is. I'm not not an audio guy. But it's nice. This is the first time I've seen you since... Jesus Christ, dude. Has it really been... Shit, I haven't seen you. I thought it would have at least... No, I didn't even see you since... I don't know if it's the last time we recorded, probably at least March, for sure, since March. I'd go February. Your birthday, did we? No, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't see you for your birthday. Uh, I didn't do anything for my birthday. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I'm like, I'm questioning to the point, did we see each other at all this year? <laughs> like, I want to look at previously recorded episodes, because that's the only... Um, definitely February. That's my guess. Definitely February. Because I started, I, guess, so. I started working before getting laid off because <laughs> of COVID mm-hmm. in end of February, March, up until April, and once the pandemic hit, which was March, pretty mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. no one was seeing anybody. Like we video chatted. Yes, we did. We had like, one video chat for what your brother and Ashton's uh, birthday. Yeah, yeah. But in person, no. Hold on. Let's see. Come on. We have to have seen each other. Even Ashton I saw, because he drove, he was in Georgetown, and he stopped by the house. Yeah, yeah, he, he swung by here once, and I swung by his place once. Um, so I think I've seen him pandemic. Once I saw him at a steakhouse, because we, since I work in healthcare, and he's got a healthcare connection there, mm-hmm. uh, we there's a steak place that offered like 50% off, 40, 50% off. So... Um, we both took advantage, and we saw each other at the parking lot at the same time. So. Right. Um, but yeah, shit's it's it's been a long. This is just nice, though. It is. We find out we're going into stage three here. Yeah, stage three. So we're like, it's weird because you feel like the pandemic's over, but it's actually not. <laughs> not over. at all. This like, all started with a couple people. Now we're having like almost a hundred people a day, just under. Luckily, we're in double digits now. And but. we're acting like we're out of the woods, but we're not. No. Like realistically, we're not. We can do f- f- gatherings of fifty people. Is that what it is? Fifty or a hundred? Maybe even a hundred now. Yeah, I heard like a hundred for like events or something like that. Imagine being like a big, like, <laughs> like big rock band traveling the world, and it's like, you know, you made it. You got now. You got a hundred people. So, like, if you see a band playing such a small audience now, and like you're just some amateur guy, you get a hundred people. It's like, go, oh, I'm getting the same size audience or crowd <laughs> as you know, Guns and Roses or Foo Fighters. For struggling musicians, it's got to be an ego boost. That, and if they're playing at an event. And, like, there's 15 people in the crowd. If they're mm-hmm. a small group, that's yeah. got to be, like, a big ego boost. Because, yeah. like, a small indie band, local. Let's talk, like, a local, local band. Yeah. They're not getting out 150 people consecutively every show they do. No, but this pandemic has actually probably made people crave live music. It has. I have. I've yeah. been dying to go to a concert. Yep, I... Uh Actually, I'm about a week past my concert that I missed. So my... Pearl Jam? 
Nope. Rage Against the Machine, the band that's I've right. been wanting to see since I was a kid. And that's postponed till next year. So. Yeah, but you still have the tickets? I had two show tickets. Uh, I bought like bad seats because I just wanted to make sure I had tickets to show. And then they released the second show. And then I got good seats. So you so have four tickets? I have two, two different shows? Two tickets. Uh, sorry. Four sh- uh, tickets per show and two shows, but I returned the other oh, show. You bastard. I, hey, I, sent mes- I sent messages to everyone before I refunded them. Yeah, I refunded my Foo Fighter tickets. <gasps> you son of a... Okay. Yeah, I refunded them. Well, you know, I would have bought those tickets off you. You know why... We- I offered at least the Rage tickets in our group chats. You know why we returned them? Because they... I think they're canceling the tour. Oh, they're canceling. Okay. But... I think I'm not sure. I can't remember. I hate that. you so much because you don't even know that. But they postponed it originally back in like April or whatever to November or October, like if two, three months later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm still that comfortable. And that was what I was going to ask you. Fair now enough, that we're in enough. stage three, are you still are like are you officially comfortable to go to like a mall? indoors because they're showing Mm -hmm. infections are still happening pretty easily indoors okay okay um i've been to the mall with a mask on i didn't feel too uncomfortable but then again i also watch i'm not you know close to people i think that's the big thing i'm trying to keep my distance although there's people who i remember i was waiting in line for a walmart and there was a there's someone literally like right on my ass that would be even uncomfortable if it wasn't COVID times. And I'm like, what? Like I had to keep looking back and then he kind of just stopped. And then as I moved forward, looking forward, he would like get right up on me again. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he's just looking at his phone. I don't know if he's like trying to like provoke a reaction from me. It was the weirdest thing. You know, it's and that was like weird. months ago. That was months ago. Really? <laughs> when it was like stage one. Jesus. Do you know what's been weird is the thought of eventually returning to life post pandemic yeah and not needing to wear a face mask mm-hmm. and thinking about it i don't know if i will go back because now that i'm really forced to think about how disgusting it is mm-hmm. with your germs being just openly available yeah i don't know if i could do it anymore and for example here's a simple one me and a friend were hanging out the the other day a co-worker mm-hmm. came by my house didn't let him go inside. It's just in the garage, mm-hmm. just hanging out. And we were going to smoke a little bit of the the Mary Jane mm-hmm. and just talk, hang out, whatnot. And he brought a little joint, and he's like, want to share? And I was like, no, that's disgusting. I can't do that ever again. Oh, yeah. Which before, oh, that I'm was always- almost like you wouldn't even think about it. It's like, oh, you have a joint? Yeah, absolutely. But now... Like, because of COVID, yeah. I can't do that anymore. That's disgusting. It's always been disgusting, to be right? Fair. But it was socially expected if you're going to partake in that kind of behavior. If you're going to do the that thing, you share a joint around, right? That's the whole pass it to the left. Yeah. Well, if you if you th- like the germaphobes, they really really got their wish. You know, people mm-hmm. are now just backing away from. So, like, COVID has been a almost a blessing to germaphobes because you know they don't have to deal with people being so close and all that stuff and and shaking hands and all that stuff like howie mandel remember he like give like the props he's like a famous germaphobe um 
but now you like even props like you know you know a fist bump won't even uh it doesn't even cut it anymore people have, for some reason i don't understand why it's better they do an elbow bump have you seen that it's like so your fists don't touch but you're you get a lot closer with your elbow to a person yeah so whatever happened to just the head nod yeah, or like we're playing that video game Ghost of Tsushima where we're samurais. Why can't we just do a bow? Right. We should learn a lot from Asian culture. I mean, they wear face masks before COVID mm-hmm. if they were sick. Naturally, they yeah. just wear one. It's like, why don't we do that to stop the spread? I- I'm down. Bow to stop the spread. I'm sure there's a, a-, a catchier slogan than that. <laughs> Hey everybody, you are listening to The Unwritten Rule. We are continuing with the Surviving a Pandemic series with part two of The Unwritten Rules of Surviving a Pandemic. And this you, is the how-to episode. Ah, and you know what? Take it from us, because we're still alive during this thing. Yep, so we're doing something right. Clearly, clearly. So I guess, you know, we've been talking about a lot of stuff with this COVID and how it's been affecting our lives and how mm-hmm. we're finally able to get into stage three and, and uh, you know, get back to a semi-normal oh absolutely but it's semi-normal like, but like we want to give like a, a guide on like it's not just for covid this is for any sort of pandemic because so they do happen they do and we've been shown our weaknesses that we just been relying on you know luck of you know not as easily transmittable viruses like you know i don't know what ebola i don't think it's crazy infectious but it is terrible mm-hmm. um, but a lot of the viruses haven't been as bad as this one so luckily the mortality rate's pretty good with this one but considering yeah so i guess we're just going to give you uh i guess we'll start with our first part like how to survive in the current times so like this is a like a serious issue but it's not like the worst case scenario this isn't like ebola that is super infectious this is like a really, really bad flu. We don't know the long-term effects right now, but as of right now, majority of people recover from it. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's in the high 90s. Some people say 99%. Some people say, you know, it's somewhere around there, maybe a 1% mortality rate. Which is not good. Not great at all, especially how infectious this is. That's the key. It's the spread. It's no one. I don't think at any point anyone was like, oh, my God, we're all going to die because this virus is just that deadly. Mm-hmm. It was more of the concern of, holy shit, it spreads so easily. Everybody could get sick. Yeah. And if everyone's getting sick, there's trickle down effects. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we've seen officially that there's a very thin veneer between chaos and order in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And. We are now having to take watch that the world's kind of in chaos right now. The West definitely is. The West definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh. Eh, even in the see. East, actually, even in China, with the the protests right yeah, there, the human right movements in China, like it's everywhere. It really is everywhere. Even like what we thought was the sturdy the West, how it's always been, you know, pretty calm and civil. Not so much anymore. No, because we had to take watch. Like, we're so distracted by life and society Mm -hmm. that when shit happens and kind of hits the fan, you can kind of ignore it because you have things that you can fulfill your time with. Whether it's sports, going out with your friends, Mm -hmm. getting drunk, whatever the hell it may be, whatever your vice is. But during the pandemic, there was nothing you could do besides take it all in. 
and that's the thing now now our undivided attention isn't it's not our attention isn't being divided by sports and by you know games or whatever it is tv is not live anymore they've stopped releasing movies in theaters at this point because no one's gonna go so now social media has a lot of people's undivided attention which is dangerous very dangerous so what i think is being done people i don't know for what reason people want the clicks people want uh they want to I don't know if they're anarchists and want to destroy the world, but for some reason, there's a lot of misinformation going out there. Now, is it intentional? Do people actually believe this? Or is it, I don't know what the, you know, what the purpose of it is, but I guess let's try to give people some tips on like how to spot, you know, fake news or I guess that's a huge topic, fake news, because that's clearly taking over right now. Yeah, that's, that's the scariest part to me it's like you don't know where you can really get your information mm-hmm. and how reliable it is and it's like you used to think oh i could go to cnn or if it's from fox it's reliable but as you get smarter and older which comes with age and wisdom mm-hmm. you start to realize well no they're leaning towards certain sides Absolutely. of the political spectrum yeah so even the news that you are trying to take in is being altered and coded with certain language that reflects a certain point of view, Mm -hmm. a certain standpoint. So even when you're trying to get an unbiased piece of information, it's like, where the hell do you go anymore? Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I'll see something and I'm like, it's clearly this, you know, like, it's so so many places are saying this. And then someone's like, well, no, I heard this. And it's like, how is their information any worse than mine? Or like, why is my information better? We're both getting them from, you know, our own sources. So, like, what can we do? Like, Oh, I, I have a very simple. Sure. There is a website, I believe it's called Snopes. Snopes, yeah. And it is a fact-checking website. I've and heard of Snopes, yeah. And they take news stories mm-hmm. that are taking the public by storm, and they actually break down what's being said in the article, if there are lies in it, mm-hmm. and what are the counterpoints or the truth, or they discredit and be like, well, that's not true because we have more articles and information saying this, they'll confirm if things are true in an article mm-hmm. so that's one really really so they, good website. they state sources right yep they state sources and actual facts with well, the articles once again like i have friends that will be like what about you know research you know people can studies can show anything which is true depending on who funds them what do they choose to show how do they you know there could be something that says uh you know this drug that doesn't work you know you might not work it works in their study because they did a study on, you know, let's say 100 patients, but all those patients, none of them died and they were between 20 and 25 years old. So until you look at the fine details of a study, and that's that's the problem. Nobody wants to read into the studies. I, like that's where like I actually looked at, looked up, I'm like, how do you recognize fake news stories, right? Like, how do you do that? So I looked online and they said, and this is the big one, because I noticed people send me, you know, arguments for their Sometimes I think crazy opinions, but like they, you know, they are from what look to be reputable websites. And then you just, the first thing it says is to read past the headline. The biggest thing, because people will look at a headline and just draw the conclusion. The headline is there to get you to click. And it wants, it knows the type of person you are. You know, there's sites that are catered to people with similar think, you know, like the, that like an echo chamber for your people, the people that only want to hear a certain type of news. Breitbart what? Well, it's it's everywhere, Matt. It's no, everywhere, <laughs> and uh, and when you just pass that headline, and I had a friend talking about something how you know how suicide rates were up um, because of this. People are staying inside, which I, I understand that if that's the case. Um, 
but the numbers in the the article the guy said they, they even mentioned in the article we don't know where this doctor got his numbers from there's no evidence linking it it could be true but you have to you know it doesn't say definitively that there's numbers that back it up it has to be and those numbers have to be attributed yeah always if you're gonna so like from my brief time studying radio journalism mm -hmm. in school for because when i went to school for radio broadcasting we had a whole thing on news mm -hmm. and your biggest thing is you have to attribute any information that you're giving statistical factual information you have to attribute that to something you can't because then if if i'm a listener reading that or hearing that the first question i have is okay well where the hell are you getting that information from mm -hmm. where, where did that come from I agree. Like that's right? why when you look, I even look at the studies, and you can see, you know, their their links on where they get their information. Everything that that's stated as a fact has a reference. Yeah, and you, it's hyperlinked. So if you you can click on it, to then takes you to mm -hmm. that study where they found that information. Uh, a key thing to kind of weed out fake information, wrong wrongful information is multiple sources so you have mm -hmm. to compare so if there's a news story that's interesting or affects you don't just read one article from one website mm -hmm. like Reuters or wherever Forbes and then be like okay that's it that's no check other sites and see the similarities and where things are yeah different exactly. because then you'll find the commonalities like okay this much we know is true mm -hmm. and i find a lot of people are just posting on on first sight so they see a, a headline they just want to post information on it and that's what's dangerous right now mm -hmm. and um yeah and then there's also another tip of advice from from the internet is to check what news outlet publishes this news so you know if you're going to CNN, you're getting left left uh, side of the media story. You know if you're going to Fox News, you're getting the right side. So try to find a bunch of them. You can also look up. I don't know if it's Politifact. There's another website that can tell you. What I think Politico. I think Politico. Politico one of them. Like that. Yeah, they uh, they actually will tell you what the site kind of leans to. There's like a center, and then there's they rarely ever you see in the center, but it'll be like center right. You know, extreme right, just right, so or left, the same with the left, center left. Yeah. So it's it's a good good to know which side, and you got to know what agenda is being pushed from each side. Yep, absolutely. Right? Like right now, hydroxychloroquine. The left is saying the left, and I find the center, <laughs> and is saying that it's not effective. But then the right really is trying to push for it. So if you see a if you see CNN saying hydroxychloroquine is effective, then you got to listen because that's not their agenda. Yeah. So like, and if, if also Fox News is saying that hydroxychloroquine isn't effective, you want to listen just because you're like, why are they now saying that, right? You know, another thing we should look for too when trying to weed through shitty information is mm -hmm. try to find unbiased news places that mm -hmm. rather just state what is happening as opposed to stating what's happening with coded language so a good site i like to use uh, locally cbc i find cbc is pretty good some people don't like what they say and they'll yeah. call it biased as well and they'll call bias but i find they tend to be pretty fair with just stating information for what it mm -hmm. is right like they posted they're that, sourced all their information is sourced and they posted they even posted that article calling out the liberal government for their handling of covid so even if they're left or right leaning like 
they're not afraid to call out either side. Yeah, and they said that they had data and information that was showing that this was quite serious, mm -hmm. and they didn't prep or do enough to prepare for it before it hit. And I agree with that 100%. And so, and like they obtained these documents. So like that's pretty unbiased. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're willing to attack both sides, that's, um, yeah. Another guy I, I like to go to, he usually does two to three stories as a content creator, much like ourselves. Far better than us, far more successful. Yeah. But uh, Philip DeFranco okay. on YouTube, he does two two to three stories in a video, mm -hmm. and he just shoots information at you. Yeah. It's not what he thinks. It's this is the story. This is what's happening in the world, mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's we need. There's a there's a really big need for unbiased news right now, and uh, you know good good to know. Do you say his name's DeFranco? What's the first name? Philip. Philip DeFranco. DeFranco. Yeah, so maybe we'll give him a check out. Um, but then there's also another thing. So this is that article about how hydroxychloroquine works. They have the doctors in front of Washington, or the doctor's name Stella Emanuel. I read the article, and she's she's saying studies from 2004 uh, say hydroxychloroquine helps with COVID right now. But the thing is, COVID's a novel virus, meaning it is a new virus which means no study in 2004 can tell you how effective it is no. from, you know, for this current virus. Viruses are all different. You can't treat every virus the same way, even though they're all both COVID uh, family viruses. It's a strain. Yeah. It's, it's so like, look at the, and, and this is what the third point is here is, is check the published date and time of when, you know, their evidence or when that article was written. Absolutely. That's a big thing. Because right there and there, once I see that that's something old, like that study isn't, it might have might carry some relevance maybe i'm not sure but it it definitely definitely hasn't been you know studied to this current virus no and the thing people also need to understand is what covid means mm -hmm. like what the actual virus is it's novella coronavirus 19 the 19 stands for when that virus was first established the and year found. when it was discovered yes and it was found in it's, 2019 it's, it's what is it sars cov or, or yeah it's 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 a novella corona so it's a respiratory disease yeah. um or virus mm -hmm. that comes from the same strain of like pneumonias uh, yeah. sars was one of them was a part of it mm -hmm. they're very similar but they affect differently they're different strand, yeah. strands of the virus but i don't know how a study in 2004 could predict how how SARS COVID nineteen or COVID nineteen can be be treated, right? Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah, and then I'm gonna just go through these so we don't spend too much time on this. But they'll say, look who the author is of the article. So if you notice there, they also could be like someone just trying to get shock clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe just make sure that you know they're they're not trying to push a specific agenda. Like you got to look to see if they're neutral. Like. If they're pushing one side, you got to understand then the, the information you have is from that one side. So yeah. don't necessarily, you have to look at the other side too, because they always say the answer somewhere in the middle, right? So that's the, that's that old saying, there's what he said, what she said. Yeah. And in the middle lies the truth. Exactly. And then uh, you also got to look, and this is back to the whole verifying it, look at the links and sources that are used. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're proper, you know, it's not just an, I've had an op-ed given to me as like a, as a point of proof when it's an opinion piece, that's not proof, right? No. So don't give me a link from an opinion piece. Um, then there's look for like the questionable quotes and photos, make sure like it looks legitimate, not like um, I think on Reddit, 
I was on the conspiracy subreddit and they're like, look at this picture found from this guy from uh, Area 51. And it's a guy with like this dead alien. There's like two dead aliens from like the Roswell crash. <laughs> and then someone's like, this is from a movie in 1994. I forgot what it's called. This is the Roswell. director. Yeah, Roswell or the show, whatever. <laughs> and it's like people are just trying to scare people with like fake crap right they, they want the clicks I, I don't even know if it's an evil thing I think it's just people trying to make money by getting some reputation on the internet I don't even know how evil like these people are I don't think there's bad intentions I think it's just I want to make money at any cost yeah there's definitely that I think an unwritten rule is you have to develop critical thinking skills absolutely and it can't be understated that about critical thinking skills you can't understate how important it is because if you think about the first type of medical issue that kind of really came up and caused a massive storm with people separating in ideologies was the Mm anti-vaxxing and there was that article that was published that by a medical journal it was was a doctor it was a a doctor But nobody took the time to critically think and look at that study he posted and went, okay, who's backing it? Who's this doctor? What's his background? And as you critically thought about it and you actually did your research, you found out that the guy that wrote the article forged his data. Oh, and he also, um, he didn't say vaccines weren't effective. He was pushing a different vaccine, yes. which he had a backing in. That didn't contain a specific material that was in the regular vaccine. Right. Yeah. And so it was... And he had a patent for. Which he had a patent for. So the whole thing was ultimately him trying to push people to use this vaccine, a new vaccine mm-hmm. that he had a stake in. A, and a big stake. <laughs> a big stake. And what happened was every journalist came out and said, medical journal came out and said, no, that's not been peer reviewed, which mm-hmm. is another thing. If you're reading a medical journal, make sure it is peer reviewed, yep. meaning multiple doctors and specialists have read through this mm-hmm. and have either agreed or tried to break it down and say otherwise. Yeah. So it has to be peer reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, so peer review said he said none of that's been peer reviewed mm-hmm. right off the bat, right then and there. And... With that, they also then took away his medical license mm-hmm. and threw him in jail. Yeah. But nobody talked about that. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's like, so this is kind of, I had a scenario like where, you know, I'm sure we've all, I think everyone has heard uh, ideas that they don't believe with uh, during this time. Because I feel like people believe strongly on this, uh, regardless of which side you're on. Something about um, demons. Tell me it's about demons. No, no, no. But it's like, so Matt, like. Here's scenarios. You hear people spreading ideas that you don't agree with. Like people are spreading, you know, just like that doctor was saying um, that the vaccines are dangerous, the, the other ones. What do you do? Like if someone is, you know, I don't know, in a group chat or out in public on Facebook or wherever in social media spreading something that to you seems clearly false. So first thing I would do, because it happens all the time. It happens when I was at work, yeah, all over the place. Have, I, there's not a person listening now that has any sort of conversation <laughs> skills that's not talked about the virus to someone that has an opinion that differs than theirs. Oh, absolutely. And if I'll, you haven't, you're clearly in an echo chamber and you need to actually experience the world. Yeah, totally. Um, you know what? It kind of depends on my mood. I'll be really honest. That's fair. Because if I'm in a bad mood and I have to listen to idiots talk about how corona isn't real, mm-hmm. uh, then I'll just get mad and be like, you're an idiot and scoff at you. Mm-hmm. And just literally tell you to your face, you're an idiot and you're the you're 
corrupting the world, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but if I'm in a good mood like I am today, I'd probably ask some questions. Try to get this information, and mm-hmm. then I would be like, okay, but then why is all these studies that I've looked at and all the information that I've obtained mm-hmm. saying otherwise? Yeah. And I would ask for their information, and I would do my own look on it. Yeah. And See. then I would be like, okay, well, this, 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 and this is what's wrong about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I would just try to have a conversation with them. If that person can't, on the other side, have that conversation and thinks that I'm trying to attack them or that I'm trying to be right, mm-hmm. they're an idiot. Because that's not the case. I don't care if I'm wrong or right ever. I'm I just finding, want fair, real yes. information, data. That's what I'd I like. I feel like this is coming down to winning an argument over actually trying to find out what the, the answer is. Yeah, and it's not about that. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's let's take the data and the stats and the information we have mm-hmm. And work with that, because that shit doesn't lie. Yeah. It's not bias. For sure. For sure. So, uh, like, for me, I think it's don't be afraid to listen to people. Like, I think that's the problem. People just get too mad right away. Like, I get it. We're in a bad mood, and it happens to the best of us. But I think we all need everyone, no matter what side you're on, keep a level head and listen to the other side. Because I was, I've been shown, because I seem to be one of the few people in one of my group chats that believe in a certain way than compared to my other friends. They all seem to disagree with me. And... Now it's like I was sent a link and said, oh, look at this. You know, there's apparently masks are ineffective, right? So I look and I read up on it. Or sorry, it, well, that's one of them. But there's the other one about the suicide rates, right? I didn't just look at the headline. I went and actually read the article. So they're ripping me in this group chat for a while. And I can't respond because I want to actually read the article to make sure what you say. Like, I want to know where the sources are. Maybe I am wrong. And that's fine. Yeah, and, and I'll admit, once I'm wrong, like if I see I'm wrong, I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. The, my only take on this whole situation in general is I would rather be wrong than you be wrong because these people are risking, lo- if this is as, you know, if this could have long-term effects and you guys are just playing it off like it's nothing and then we let everyone get sick and then they have long-term effects, mm-hmm. You being you being wrong is way worse for people than me being wrong. Me well, being wrong is we overreacted and we protected people. Sure, there are okay. I understand the whole point and people losing their jobs. Like you're one of the victims of that. Yeah. Uh, people losing their you know their livelihoods, which unfortunately, like, not to say we're luckier. Well, that we're lucky, but we are in a better state now. Because imagine if this virus happened 10, 20 years ago when we weren't able to work from home like we are now. Oh, I know. So. A lot of people lost their jobs and not nearly as many as there could have been. And unfortunately, um, there are people still that can't work from home, that they have jobs that they can't. Yeah. No, and And, and it's terrible. They have to go out there to provide for their family. And yeah, that aspect of it is tough and unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But it's like you said, you rather be wrong and be overcautious and protective of lives and people mm-hmm. than the opposite. Because well, if you're wrong about like the vaccines, to go back to that, you have people not getting vaccinated, bringing back things that have been gone for years, like mm-hmm. the mumps and measles. Yeah, there's been measles outbreaks. Yeah, because people are choosing not to get vaccinated. And it's become such big pandemic. Like it's like little pockets of pandemics. Luckily, it's not as contagious as COVID, but it's spreading still because of this mentality it's like i never understood when that all started happening because i remember growing up we just all got our vaccines and i'm healthy everyone i know everyone that i played sports with everyone that you know all my friends they've all been vaccinated they're all healthy yeah i've never once 
had to think about asking someone, hey, are you going to vaccinate your kid? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, no, you do that because you want your kid to be safe. And the other thing, too, I have to address this quickly. Autism with the vaccines, there's actual no correlation and data that links having a vaccination and creating autism. Yeah. The spectrum in which autism is filed under and how you get literally classified as autistic Mm -hmm. has widened. The spectrum used to be very, very narrow. But as technology, society's grown, we've progressed, we learned Mm -hmm. that the spectrum of autism is far bigger. It's way wider. So little things like, you know, a stutter when you talk let's say now that might not be the case but like a stutter could get you qualified or classified as like a high functioning autistic yeah yeah it's 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 just the spectrum in which they categorize autism changes yeah that's it's uh it's a weird thing i'm not gonna i don't know too much about it i just it doesn't make sense that vaccines like the from what i've heard is studies say they're not related so that's another topic for another day but uh here's a here's another scenario matt like um you what's called you're asked to do something that's not safe that could lead to infection like let's say at work or you know just you have to go into a certain place with like a crowded group of people like what do you do in that situation if i don't feel safe Mm -hmm. i uh i'll avoid it and i'll tell them flat out and if i get laughed at because i'm being precautious so be it but i had friends going to a patio in poor credit Mm -hmm. and i was asked to go out and i was like you know what i went to poor credit one time Mm -hmm during the pandemic while we were in stage two and people were allowed to be outside, mm-hmm. I saw how busy it was Yeah, and how tightly compact Port Credit is yeah. from where we're in our area that I decided not to. Yeah. And I got laughed at, but I'm not taking the chance, man. I have people that I live with that are immune deficient. Immunosuppressant, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, coming from having an autoimmune condition myself, like... At first, I, I wasn't really concerned about getting this virus, but then more and more I start thinking about it. I'm like, it might affect me. Like I've been, I've somehow gotten over. I'm in remission right now, but I mean, what if it triggers it to come back, right? So that's where I'm kind of getting a little concerned myself. Yeah, absolutely. I concerned, and my thing is, I don't want to give it to people. Like I don't care. Let's say that I get it. Like I'm fairly healthy enough that I can. I'll do my part to try to beat it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it would all go well if that was the case. But it's my thing is the spread. Like I'm scared to give it to other people. Yeah. So yeah. I went and got tested to make sure that Before I didn't you came have. Here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I wasn't going to take the chance. Well, you you have like you had like a little bit of a symptom. Or you had a headache, so it's like even then you know you're being cautious, right? Yeah. Like I had symptoms of like the runs, but yeah. I'm on an antidepressant. Yeah. Which causes I just got uh, on yeah. one, which causes that reaction. Yeah. Um, but I you have, still got tested. Like I told you, Matt, I'm like, maybe we should record remotely this time. Yeah. And, and so, I made sure to get tested, though. Yeah. Uh, I had the cough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was brought on from post-nasal drip. Yeah, exactly. So actually, now they mentioned that you got tested. I, I also said I wasn't, you know, I was coughing a little bit and recording remotely. Mm-hmm. want to let everyone know I did the test. Test came up uh, negative, so I do not. I never had COVID right now, as far as I know. It's the only time I was ever happy to see a negative on a test. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And then, uh, I guess I, in the last episode, I also did say something I wanted to correct. Actually, I said that if you're going, if you're not showing, you know, if you're showing symptoms, don't go out. That was like a big thing. But mm-hmm. also be aware that you could be asymptomatic. 
And then like if you're asymptomatic, you have to also be careful, still wear that mask, make sure to take all the precautions, even if you're feeling fine. Because what they said, so I want to clarify another thing because they said, uh, the WHO said that, what is it? Uh, people not exhibiting symptoms won't spread COVID-19. I think Dr. Fauci said, no, that's wrong. What are you saying? But so what it said was asymptomatic people, I guess to doctors, uh, I watched a doctor talk about this. He said asymptomatic means someone who is not showing symptoms that has the virus and will never show symptoms of the virus will not transmit the disease. I think that's what the WHO meant. Mm -hmm. If you're asymptomatic and you're going to start showing signs in like three, four days, that time from when you when you're infectious with the virus, when you have the virus to the point where you're showing symptoms, you could still spread the disease. Well, so that's was, what that means. I even think Fauci and the World Health Organization came out and said that, no, that's not the case. Like, even if you're asymptomatic, you can't Like, throughout still, the whole term? Yeah, that you can still spread it. And I know the big revelation was transmission. Mm -hmm. So that was the big one. And this is where people tend to get the, well, it's all made up because they can't get the story straight. So COVID originally was known as transmission through droplets mm -hmm. like cough droplets if it's on well, the surface if yeah. you're talking and the saliva that comes out and what yes, it contains the virus so people also want to talk about the masks are don't filter out the actual virus because it's too small which is true but the problem is the virus doesn't just travel in the air it has to travel through a medium right. and that medium is your saliva so your saliva won't go through the mask and so that was the initial thought that everyone had and heard mm -hmm. because that was the cdc was saying that yeah. the who was saying that who <laughs> then i like to call them the who because it's hilarious and it's, yeah they also have good songs they do they do um feel like painting it black right now actually <laughs> that's the stones man <laughs> oh shit which one was the, the who was behind blue eyes that's bubble o'reilly you know what on a side note <laughs> limp biscuit's only good song is uh -huh. a cover of they behind have some blue good eyes. songs okay no they don't yes no, they don't. yes they do Oh, I can't believe I got that wrong. Um, but back to what I was saying, they were so thought it was airborne. Yeah, they thought it was not airborne oh, sorry. Uh, through, through droplets. Through droplets, but then it came out recently that they suspect. They suspect because studies are showing that it actually may be airborne. So what's the difference between airborne and through droplets? Airborne is in like breathing on you, you would get it. It would sit and function in the air, and you can get it while it being in the air so if, let's say it makes sense with how easily this transmits right so let's say you're sitting in an office a small office ventilation mm -hmm. air gets circulated through if you don't have an up-to-date ventilation system your vents can now be passing COVID around mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if it is airborne and a couple doctors i think it was like 23 experts came out and said that there's potential or belief that it could be airborne and which would make sense as well for people traveling and how on airplanes, well, breathing in the air, but they haven't. Air no, filtration. actually, I, I heard that on airplanes, there was a study. Um, a few, I don't know how many flights they looked at, but there's one study where people were spaced out on the flight. Mm -hmm. And the one person that had COVID didn't transmit it to anyone. Oh, And then it was like, or, and the only time it ever transmits, it's to the people closest to that person. Like right. literally in the same, you know, the three row seating, the guys in the middle, the, guy, right. the people right beside them, beside that person is the, uh, are the ones that get infected. So that spaced out seating was actually effective if you were going to be traveling. Yeah, they said it's actually a lot less likely to uh, catch it on a plane than people are thinking it is. So Interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. 
that's what I heard maybe three weeks ago. No, but, but that wouldn't make sense. The six feet apart, right? If you have staggered seating and you're not really having people sitting not on top in the of same each, direction, sneezing, exactly. and they're all wearing masks, I think now. Then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm not sure. There, it's the word isn't out if it's airborne or if it's through droplets right now, but not conclusively. It's not conclusive. So that's the thing, right? People are like, is it this? Is it this? They want an answer right now. And and the thing is, it's a new virus. You want to ask about Ebola? They've studied that for years. They'll tell you everything you want to know, and then you can ask your questions. But this is new, so. I just, I just want to go through maybe like what is like the golden rule of surviving in the current times that we're living in right now. Well, Don, if you have, sorry, not golden rule, uh, an unwritten rule for you. Uh, big one for me, or unwritten rule, critically think. Huge. I think that's a huge one is critically think about what you're in, you're reading, what you're seeing, ask questions about it. Don't be afraid to break it down and, and actually question it and not just sit there like a Manchurian candidate and be like, yep, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. That, no, I, that's my unwritten rule. Uh, I agree. That's uh, mine's similar. It's fact check. Mm-hmm. It's part of the critical thinking. You know, if don't make, it's like I see these people and it's like you're posting all over Facebook and I have a friend that just randomly messages us just a bold claim without any backing just telling me months ago that, guys, this is all a lie. <laughs> don't make a bold statement like that, like without doing your proper research because reading some Facebook posts isn't proper research. No, it's not. It really isn't because people like to manipulate you and you got to realize that no matter what side you're on right now, you're being manipulated. It also, you know, it's the worst part though. It's just like, you got those conspiracy theorists yeah. that were talking about like pedophile rings and all this shit. Well, there, I believe and then, like it turns out to be true and you don't think about it at the time. So when you're hearing this, you're like, this dude's fucking wild. Yeah. There's no chance. And then you're, it turns out to be true, and that's another issue that issue. gets brought on with society, right? Well, yeah, like you're saying, when once one conspiracy theory gets proven, everyone thinks every conspiracy theory is true. Yeah, remember MK Ultra? We all thought that was a lie. Nope. I don't know what that is. I think that was the one when the U.S. government was trying to brainwash people. Oh, I don't. Yeah. With like drugs and shit. Like I thought that. you're talking about Mortal Kombat, an Ultra edition, which I was interested in. I hate that game. I'll be <laughs> honest. I hate Mortal Kombat. Okay, so that, that's for current times. That's our unwritten rule. But what about, like, surviving the worst-case scenario? So what if, you know, we are lucky this virus has been, you know, fairly recoverable. Um, people aren't dying en masse for the amount of people that have gotten the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have died. I'm not trying to take away from that. That's It is tragic. But it could be worse. So, like, first thing, what is your definition of, like, the worst-case scenario? What do you envision... This like what this virus could be like. What's the worst case? No cure, absolutely no cure. No cure. And this basically becomes a new flu, that's far more aggressive clearly, mm-hmm. and has a worse, a higher spread. Yeah. So that's my biggest fear is just that like th- what we're living and the type of way we're living in mm-hmm. doesn't change. That this really is the new normal. See, the thing is, yours is actually like a like a plausible one. In Which scares sense. the shit out of me. like my worst case scenario is like zombies are coming, you know? <laughs> but uh, like, so I guess for me, it would be like this virus is as contagious as it is and it develops into something far deadlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying it's not looking like it mutates nearly as much as like the flu does. What um, if it mutates in like a positive way and we get the it's X-Men? Possible. It's possible. It's <laughs> possible. I'm going to have, hopefully... Nightcrawler, you just, you get all blue and scaly. And I can, like, almost teleport, like, you so fast, right? 
That'd be pretty sweet. Or or uh, what's her name? Not Morph. What's her name? Uh, is it Morph? What's uh the girl that can like read people's minds? The one that can change into anyone. Oh, Mystique. Mystique. Yeah. Yeah, Mystique. That'd be pretty cool. I can change into whoever I want, so I can eat like a bunch of donuts and whatever I want. Eat like trash and then still have a six pack. I uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be like jacked. <laughs> eat what you want, so maybe, yeah. Okay, dude, but, you could be the ultimate salesperson too. Because you could just blend to be whatever type of person you're dealing with. Oh, I would totally like find that person's like high school crush that you know the one that got away, and then I would be like almost identical image, just you know, just enough different that they know I'm not the same person, but <laughs> just to bring up that really positive feeling, you would crush it in sales. <laughs> you could also ruin people's life with that. Yeah, take yeah, it, like an upstanding citizen, put a mega hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to run for Democrat, and uh, he was caught seeing uh, seen wearing this. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about. But it's it's interesting that you said because um, they said the Spanish flu might be what the current flu is right now. And just to put in like context, people are like, well, if this is the flu, it's just another flu. It really isn't because we did a lot to suppress the virus from spreading. We mm -hmm. really we went under lockdown and everything. And what's the U.S. at right now? 150,000 deaths, 160. So it's a, and then they say on a bad, a really bad flu year in the U.S. is 60,000 deaths. So it's already almost at triple the amount. And that's with us isolating and people being upset about staying indoors all this time. Imagine if we just went back to sporting events and we didn't do anything about this. Herd immunity, which also has been shown that it might not kick they in. Say, they say, and that's, I think that's the part of your scenario, if there's no cure and we can't develop immunity to this virus. Yeah. Because if that's the case, because they're saying right now, they don't know how long immunity is from this virus. Right. And that they were saying like, you can't get it twice, but now it's Some, showing that they're saying like can. significant amount of significant, um, uh, significantly less amount of antibodies, like after like six weeks. Yeah. So that like, the good thing is these uh, phase three uh, uh, vaccines that they have, are saying they're producing at least three times the amount of antibodies that your body naturally produces from mm -hmm. getting the virus, at least three times. So that's that's good. That's a, the only problem is I don't know how many people really want this vaccine, anti-vaxxer or not. I think there's people on both sides that are a little uh, um, curious to see how yeah. you can develop a vaccine so quickly, which they already had the shell already from a, a SARS um, yeah. Similar vaccine they were developing, so yes. they're able to take that and just change the spike protein. Yes. Um, but that being said, I understand. I'm not. Uh, I'm not critical uh, criticizing everyone, but I think everyone should give it there's an honest look. Yeah, and there's even treatments that they're looking at. I know at UFT, I was watching a video from one of the heads there of the medical field. Yeah. And they've been like trying to come up with this cure, not a cure, sorry. Like a treatment. A, a treatment that you would take a shot, like a booster almost. Mm -hmm. And it fills your body with these proteins that COVID actually attacks. Mm -hmm. And so they put in these artificial proteins in you mm -hmm. that attracts COVID to attack it and they're fake. If it's a needle, you're not getting, the anti-vaxxers are not yeah, going and, for that. <laughs> and basically it attacks that, that protein for the life strand and then you would get another shot and so forth. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for good treatment options too because I people who I thought would be all for the vaccine are not uh, not really in for it. Surprising amount of people. Yeah, because Bill Gates wants to put a microchip in us and watch us. <laughs> and then That's the thing 5G. Is, it's like people like what? So he can track us. But you have a phone. It has microphones. It has high bandwidth. Like 
how are these microchips? They're not even like a, a fraction of what your phone can do. Man, watch Ed Snowden's uh, episode on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. About tracking. Yeah. Uh, and just like data yeah. surveillance, and he explains how uh, easy it is. With how easy it is with your phone. Yeah. You're, and it's just like literally based on your your cell phone's wireless connection to the nearest tower. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, people's like, "Well, I can choose to not have a phone or leave my phone." But really, do you? No. I mean, the I, government. I don't think there's one person I know in the modern day that doesn't have a like a, a smartphone, let alone a regular cell phone. I know one person. Well, that's person special person. Yeah, he's. We one, should chip him. We could microchip him. We should. <laughs> I would love to study this guy around. Like, I wish you know the placebo effect, where like you just watch someone <laughs> act in their regular day life. I would love to do that with this human being. Yeah, I, I, I have one friend who who got rid of like his cell phone like plans, and he's just going off of Wi-Fi. But I mean, still, your phone has GPS in it. Oh, I mean, dude, you have a social insurance number. Yeah. yeah. That, that's literally, you're given a number for the government to track and know who you are and what you do. Matt, you're just encouraging people to, like, have home births and not tell the government about it. <laughs> oh, shit, he's <laughs> taking them off the grid. It's like, oh, wait, there's that'd be cool, like, having twins and one's not registered and one is, but that's what we're getting off track. You know what, that is our combined <laughs> plan. We've talked about this numerous times about Shut having up, two planet or twins <laughs> registering one and not the other. We have uh, we have not had these plans, so people just ignore it. Next topic. Um, here's a scenario about it. So we hear a second wave, like you're in your car, you're driving, and you hear second wave. It's like, you know, those movies. Second wave's coming. It sounds like it's going to be really bad. What is the first thing you stock up on? Because we learned in wave one toilet paper was the go-to item it was the most random thing ever i don't really understand still where or why that happened we have a, a mutual friend that was so poor that he had to move out of his place and he had to live in a you know pay for his rent and he, he just had enough money to cover his rent and like toast bread like you know just like very minimal yeah and he one of the things he skimped on was toilet paper yeah, you shower what? after you poop. Shower after, exactly. So, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, if this if it does get to that situation where you can't buy toilet paper, I hope you have a shower or at least running water somewhere. Yeah, definitely. But, but what would you stock up on? If I found out wave two was happening? You're in your car and you hear wave two shit's going down right man, now. If I was in my car and I heard like wave two, yeah. I would first question if that's a sequel to Blue Crush, the movie. There is a sequel and is it doesn't there? compare. Oh, damn it. I didn't, I didn't even think there was a sequel to that shithole of a movie. Any shithole movie has a sequel. That's I don't even know if there is a sequel, but I know there is. Like, I don't know, but I know. You know? It's a spiritual sequel. <laughs> um, no, if I heard Wave 2 was coming, I'd probably stock up on uh, just, like, milk and eggs. But then even then, that I don't... expires, though. And, you know, I don't even think I'd stock up on anything after Wave 1. How being how it was. But what if it's worse, you know? Like, what if uh, your Uber Eats can't deliver anymore because he's going to, like, breathing in his car is going to get your low main full of, you know, <laughs> coronavirus? Well, that's a good point. Uh, another thing I'm doing is I'm actually gardening and living off my land. Ooh. So uh, I'm not too worried about, like, food, like veggies, salads, all that stuff I grow out of my backyard. Fair enough. Maybe maybe you should consider, like, something for the winter too, right? Yeah, I'd stock up on, like, probably, like, some meats. Um, Freeze them. Probably, like, some snacks, like chips. Yeah. 
you know, That's... bold Doritos barbecue. Okay. Went missing okay. for a while there. So Matt, and I was pretty upset about that. Matt going from a, <laughs> Matt going from like a healthy garden, you know, well, now you're on to go for junk food. I, I get it. I well, if I'm going to stock up on one thing that I can't really get because mm. it's so bad. Fair enough. I, you got to keep the little things in life that you love. It's mm-hmm. the only shit that gets you by. I guess so. You know what? It maybe helps you go a little less insane staying yeah. inside because we're probably locking down if that happens. Yeah, right? what is it? No TV, beer, make something, something go crazy. <laughs> make Homer go something, something. Um, so, yeah, for me, for myself, I would, I think just non-perishable goods. You know, basically what you give to, you know, when you're doing food drives, all that stuff, because it does last a lot longer. Any canned foods like pastas and I guess you could buy bread and freeze it if you wanted that. You know what's so disgusting? What's that? When you talk about canned foods, it always brings me back to elementary school with, like, the food drives. Yeah. And people just donating that, like, canned fruit. Do you remember those, yeah, like, yeah, those yeah, peaches yeah. in a can? Hey, it's it's good enough. Good enough for... Uh, it's so gross to me, the thought of that. Good enough for lockdown, man. You so, Beggars can't be choosers. No, I get that. Like, if I'll order out for a while before I start hitting those perishables, though. <laughs> Until they, they stop that, like, you know, Domino's ain't coming to my house, I'm, I'm ordering. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What things, how f- extreme did you get with Corona during, like, heart of the pandemic when you went, like, grocery shopping? Like, did you wipe down your groceries when you bought no. stuff online? Did you leave it outside for a bit, wipe it down? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> I washed my hands. You'd, so you you did the... I wouldn't touch something and then rub my eyes or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you were aware. You did the little things. Yeah, and like even I bought a guitar off of somebody online uh, during the pandemic. And oh, I didn't shit. play the guitar for like five days, six days. I mean, I actually might have... Okay, that's a lie. I played it the first day, but I washed my hands right after. And then I left it in the case for about a week before I touched it again. See, I went full extreme. Like I legit set up a table in my garage mm-hmm. and when we would get bringing groceries i'd put everything out on one side of the table yeah and i would literally take like spray nine this disinfectant yep. killer and i would wipe all the shit down well i understand in your situation especially right um having the people in your house with uh, immune you know immunosuppressants. those people are... we actually bought bubbles for them my sister and we put her in it for a little while did you actually no Okay, but I, I, I could imagine you guys doing something that extreme. I pitched the idea. <laughs> they were not happy. I literally had schematics drawn out. I actually like priced out on Amazon mm-hmm. a bubble wrap that we could get, how we could create this thing. It was honestly like a measly 600 bucks to like really, to really engineer ha- this have thing. have a good experience with this whole yeah. situation. I thought about, you know, even like a little thing to put like a fan in there in case it gets too hot. Mm-hmm. I really... Went through this. My so you wanted to cut off the air conditioning to the room? From, well, yeah. So they don't recirculate the air? Yeah. Got I it. literally thought of this through. And my <laughs> parents were not impressed that I wasted all that time. So, I mean, by the sounds of it, I'm, I'd ask you, if the second wave hits, would you go back into lockdown? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not taking this lightly. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean... Call if, me Tin Hat Man. I don't care. Like, second wave, I'm not going on lockdown... But if it's worse, because like I, we kind of got a good feel. Like I think I've been able. I've been working in a hospital. Uh, we socially distance at work. We actually most people are working from home. I'm on and off. Like one week at work, one week off. Um, 
no one's got sick, you know, knock on wood, as far as we know, mm-hmm. on our floor. We heard two floors above us uh, that, uh, that there was jerks. like 11 people got COVID. Oh, poor guys. I hope did any, everything turn out okay? I think so. I don't yeah. think there's too many healthcare workers that passed. Um, the people on the seventh floor were doctors and nurses, so because um, they go to this old folks home. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. So that's probably how it got spread to them. Um, but I think in a, if it's worse and we actually find out that even if it, the virus is the same and the virus actually has bad long-term effects, which they're not sure about right now, but mm-hmm. some studies say like three months later, people are still, you know, having, they're seeing problems with like the heart and the lungs. So like, if it turns out that this is, this doesn't like, they don't know if sure three months later, it's still there. They don't know in a year, is it still going to be there? They don't get the amount of time has passed. Yeah. And a study, CBC posted an article about a study that they did in China following asymptomatic carriers. Mm. And they were showing that, though they were showing no signs of the virus, ultrasounds and studies on them showed that there were actual physical issues that were arising mm. inside their body, like little holes in their lungs yeah, yeah, yeah. from it. That's yeah, like, see, so you things. don't know if that later translates into other issues like they've been talking about. See, I wish like social media was like polluted with that stuff, like actual studies, not trying to push an agenda. I mean, some people will say they are. So maybe I am being a little bit too much on my side of the things here. But I, I think just scientific studies would be nice things to be posted, not opinion pieces and and just trying to push an agenda. So, But um, everyone needs to know what Kanye and Kim Kardashian are fighting about <laughs> and why they were crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess there's one question, uh, I guess, to leave this off with. So we're saying we might have to lock down again. Well, Florida well, should. Yeah, yeah. Well, They're I'm saying, not. I'm saying like if this does get into the worst-case scenario, we got to lock down. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. This is more deadlier, more contagious somehow, and everyone's going to get it unless you lock down. You have to bring three things to lock down with. What are your three things? I can go first because I know I just sprung this on you. I no, no, no. This question I have is this lockdown, am I like in a shack on an island or just like my house? See, I was going to do the island thing, but then my answers won't make sense. So just like locking down in your house. Like what are the yes. three essential things that you need? You need. Got I mean, you. furniture I won't count uh, unless there's like a very specific, like uh, like a massage. You're chair. almost looking like luxury things to help it be more tolerable. Yes. Yeah. Three I things that you. you like absolutely couldn't they couldn't take away from you. Like you needed them. Okay. I got. So, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Mine is my computer. Yeah. Because it has so much you can do with it. I'm assuming my internet is my computer encapsulates my internet with it, so I can stream anything off yep. of it. I don't need any streaming box. A TV so I can, like, watch my movies and stuff off of that computer. And then my guitar. So my creative side, too, you know? I like it. Very similar. So yeah. the first thing when you said that was internet. That was, like, my head as soon as you See, said that. See, I didn't want to, like... Was internet slash computer. Well, because my computer then, if, if I have to choose between TV and internet, I can go with internet, but my computer has monitors, okay? That's part of the deal. Yeah, I have okay. a laptop. I So computer, okay. internet, absolute number one. Number two... My vinyl and record collection. Need that. Well, the thing is, now you have your computer. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. No, it's not. Okay, I like, like okay. There's something about throwing on a vinyl and actually having to listen to, to an it. an album, yeah. And listen from to an album to from front to back and yeah. actively listen to I it. Agree. Like, I agree. That's the one thing I hate about this current streaming culture. But anyways, what's the, th- what's the third thing? Third thing? My dogs. Like, like I'm your dog? Or? Yeah, my homies. 
Okay. No, no, my actual four-legged <laughs> furry beasts, Fair. Butters and Noah. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, everyone else can fuck off. I could care less about you all. How's no, Butters I'm now? kidding. I'm kidding. What? How's Butters now? Got him in 2013, so seven, seven years old. Wow. Getting up there, man. Wow. Yes. I remember when he was like a pup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the worst case scenario. But like, just in general, let's talk about what the future looks like. Okay, because that's what I want to know. Like, we're not experts. This is a guess. So I just want to know, like, what do you think, Matt? Will we live in like a COVID-free world, COVID-19 free world, uh, COVID-19 free world? Yeah, I think we'll have a vaccine for it. Like, I think we're gonna get a vaccine, mm-hmm. and I think things will go back to a new sense of normal. And that being said, the future to me, what I see happening is there's going to be a vaccine, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a huge divide at first of people getting the vaccine and then people who want the vaccine but are waiting first to make sure it's safe Mm -hmm. right away. And you're going to have a huge divide of people hesitant to go back to the way things were and people drastically jumping in head first, not really thinking about potential of it morphing and yes. whatnot. That's I, my take on what's going to happen within the next couple months. I think I think getting people to take the vaccine is going to be a tough sell. Yeah. I saw a study and like I heard people who I like who are very similar like they're in my own if you will echo chamber where we kind of have very similar mm-hmm. uh, points of view that I don't know if they're really going to get the vaccine at least not right away. My dad isn't. Yeah. Right away he said mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it right away. That's fair. He's like I'm a little skeptical about that. That's fair. Now, what I think they'll need to, they will do, is they're going to make, like, going to public events. You're going to have to have, like, proof that you've been vaccinated against COVID. Yeah. And then now that I start thinking about it, there's a, there's a, uh, depends on if I feel like being an ethical person or not. I should look into making some sort of fake uh, test to prove that you got the, got the vaccine already. Well, if you look at there's a post on reddit i I gotta find it but it was a girl who lived in korea south Mm. korea um and i mean i shouldn't have to state if i say korea it's obviously south korea like she's Mm. not on reddit in north korea yeah because they don't really allow that right so she was talking about how she got covid and like her experience about it Mm -hmm. and you read this and you see how it's being handled in another country from her perspective mm-hmm. and to how it's handled in North America. And you, you relate. You're like, well, I can see why it's really under control in South Korea. Mm-hmm. But in North America and the U.S. particularly, it's a fucking disaster. Because, like, they literally will come pick you up if you test positive mm-hmm. and, like, bring you into hospital with, like, none of your belongings. And, like, you get put into, like, a quarantine room for, like, two weeks. You can't leave it. Yeah. They check in on you. It's, like, it's everyone knows your name, knows where you live. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, put you on blast in the media. Yeah. Even. Like, it's embarrassing to get COVID. Oh, wow. That's, that's a little extreme. They but. go to the extreme, but it's so people actually take shit seriously because that's the thing is how do you get an entire population moving all forward in the same direction <laughs> i think in the west that would just backfire because people want the exposure it's and they probably true. like put post their like instagram and their tiktok handles you know um but anyways so the whole thing about living in a covid free world it's so basically when it comes to any virus there's three stages when it comes to getting rid of a virus. There's the control stage, which mm-hmm. I think we seem to be kind of in the control. I think we're in control of it right now. 
Um, and then there is the elimination stage, which if I remember correctly, what that meant was that there hasn't been a virus in whatever the incubation t- time is. So let's say COVID's, I think, about two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if we get zero new cases in two weeks, if no one's infected, then this isn't just people who are testing. It's just anyone hasn't, isn't infected in two weeks. And I don't know if it's like that amount of time or if it's like two times the infection time that once they see that, then you're considered it's eliminated from a region, whatever the region is. So let's say Canada has zero cases for like a month. It'll be considered eliminated in Canada. Right. But if it's still elsewhere in the world, it's in the elimination stage. It's not in the actual eradication stage, which Mm -hmm. in the history of viruses, we've only eradicated two viruses. Yeah. And we have two that are on the doorstep of eradication with like small pockets. I, don't know, I forgot if it was like polio that's like in Africa or something like that. And there's like small pockets and they're almost there. Yeah. So the I played a lot of Pandemic, the board game. Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty good at dealing with pandemics, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I know how to, I, you know. Clearly, they should be consulting you to. Dude, Fauci has nothing on me. Do you know how <laughs> many times I've beat the Pandemic board game? Um, Maybe can I, can once. Take, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played it, but I wonder if the sales Great went game. up. I think the game went up, I bet. The sales on that? Uh, you know what? I'm not kidding. At one point, we were trying to figure out if there was a way we could all get together and play Pandemic virtually from afar. So one yeah. person had the board game. Because as quarantine was happening, all of us were like, man, I really got an itch to play Pandemic. <laughs> the mood just seems so right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. that's. Uh, I, I definitely want to try that game now. It's know, great. It'd be kind of. It's a co-op board game, man. How can you not like that? For sure. Once, uh, once we got that vaccine, we're gonna get a bunch of people together. Yeah. I'm gonna ask for the vaccination cards for people if they want to come over. Like a like a bounce right at your own front door. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the whole thing about there being an, an effective vaccine, um, some studies say. Like I think more studies are saying that it's not as it doesn't mutate as much. Like that the virus should be effective for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Like the flu it mutates a lot quicker and changes which yeah. is why you don't really have a cure I, for I've, the flu like i think initially they were saying this does uh mutate a little quicker i think like as i read an article in may this whole about checking the time right mm-hmm. especially with something so new um i think in may they're saying this thing mutates pretty quickly and then now they're starting to see it more like it's actually slow it doesn't mutate so quickly so vaccine can be effective People are optimistic. They're not saying 100% it will be. That's the thing with science. Nothing is usually 100%. So what you hear now, it could change. Yes, you might be like, oh, you know, they didn't want you wearing masks before. Now they do. It's like, yes, the science changes. And I think, and if being realistic, I knew back then that they were telling people they didn't want masks. The masks weren't necessary because people were hoarding masks. You can find them in the stores. And doctors and nurses who are directly face-to-face with a COVID patient don't have enough masks they're reusing masks and i think that's the reason why i wish they were a little more up forth you know up you know telling people maybe explaining the situation i think that's where you know all these experts have screwed up um their intentions were right but they shouldn't have lied because now it just loses your trust in people right yeah i don't care what your intentions are i want the facts from you this isn't a about you know how you feel this is about straight numbers that's the thing other people take emotion as fact your feeling and your emotion isn't a fact. It's yeah. not a data. It's not anything. It's just representi- representative of you and your own emotions. Yeah. Th- like, I don't get why people don't get that. Like, and 
I saw Americans are politicians are great for this. Like Newt Gingrich was talking, saying violence is up. And this was like in the run for the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. And then the mediator, the host doing the interview was like, no, that's not the case. I actually have the data here. And he said, well, that's my opinion. So I already, <laughs> that's what I think. So it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is that the case? And well, then I'm a millionaire. <laughs> see, the, and that's the issue is people, you got to be honest and try to look for the truth. And I, I mean that on both sides because I feel like there's just people that, and, and it's, once again, both sides, they just want to know one truth and they, they don't want to be wrong. I know one truth. What's the one truth? I know the one truth and the one answer. His name's Alan Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we're at that point for the golden unwritten rule. <laughs> we're, I think we're done with talking about the virus. Um, yeah, let's just talk about AI stepping over people. <laughs> some some slick moves that guy had. He was a baller, for sure. And a ball hog, but that's just my opinion. Oh, he was throwing up shots like Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> but not as good as Kobe. Definitely nowhere close. <clears throat> so do you have a golden unwritten rule for surviving a pandemic? Yes. Or like just from what we've been talking. To, I like have two <laughs> like major golden unwritten rules oh, that two. you cannot fuck with. Okay. Critically think and check your information. Like double check your information. Two it golden unwritten rules. It seems so logical, but people are just so, they want a quick response. The thing is, if you want, to, if you want your opinion to count, you really need to think. Well, you You're, know what? I have one more. Okay. Other unwritten golden rule, read. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of issues or things could get cleared up, solved, or figured out if people took the time to actually just read things. But yeah. like you had mentioned with the headlines, no one has time for shit. They just see it in passing mm -hmm. and be like, oh, that's the case. No, read. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Try to try to think from the other perspective, too. You know, try to think, you know, think from both sides. Put yourself in Lucas' shoes. There you go. Um, so for mine, it's listen to the experts for advice. And I'm saying the majority of experts because there are people in all fields that, and then they could see something that might be, you know, there could be a small, a very small portion of the experts that believe something that the rest don't. Now, is their information right? Keep an eye out on it, but wait until more of them start seeing it because if there is some truth to it, other people want to be part of that too. They want to know the truth. These people aren't, they're not going to give up their careers to lie. You know, like this is, that's a big ethics thing that if you find out to be untrue, you being a doctor right now or a, you know, scientist, your future work means nothing. So listen to the experts. That's my golden rule right now. I agree. Yeah. So I guess uh, we're done here. So to keep the conversation going, let us know what we might have missed or if you have any opinions, check us out on Twitter at the UR podcast, on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule podcast. Or email us at tur, like the unwritten rule, tur at ltdpotential.com. So you can find us. Uh, you know where to find us. If you're listening to us, you know where to find us. Yeah. So um, we can also check us out at ltdpotential.com. So I guess uh, everybody know that rules are made to be broken, except this time. Follow what the experts say. <laughs>